0: Smoking in the boys' room, a smoking in the boys' room, let's hear it for those boys smoking in the boys' room here on Let's Hear It For The Boys, I'm Alex, a boy. He's been saving that one up, because he's a boy, and I'm Justin, a boy. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the season three finale of The Boys, season three, episode eight, The Instant White Hot Wild, now turn away if you don't want to know, because spoilers. Ahoy, huh. big episode, lots going down in the final battle between Homelander and Soldier Boy A lot of the episode is the ramp up to there as multiple characters get hurt or die Black Noir, for example, just straight oh, up dies this episode Come and,
1: on, man I mean, Wait, We thought
2: he died last year, who knows, he keeps coming back Yeah, yeah. that's fair, that's fair
1: Just because but, you have his guts ripped out of him doesn't mean that you're gonna die
0: the final battle all comes down to Vaught Tower with everybody switching sides almost constantly. Ultimately, we end up at a place where Homelander has Ryan. Butcher has a no lease on life, basically, he has 12 to 18 months to live. Annie has joined the boys. She's back together with Huey, seemingly, and everything's OK. Just one after of the a big, boys. After a big pizza rolls discussion, I'm sure we'll get into that. Oh, Kamiko and Frenchie are happy together as well. M.M. M. seems to have settled his differences with his daughter. That's oh. a weird way of saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's a real word. Congratulations <laughs>
1: on wording that. Uh,
0: Soldier Boy is back on ice. And then at the... Oh, and Queen Maeve is powerless and eyeless and leaving but with her happy. girlfriend. But happy. But happy. That's nice. She's happy. It's uh, great so to see Elena For some people, right up until the very end of the episode, when Homelander does the thing that he's basically been threatening since the very first episode of the series... Kill somebody in public, and everybody loves
1: it, and that's where we leave the season. Not just everybody, the nah, creepy dad, Todd, Todd, Todd. number one character Todd. of the season. What, a, character what a, of fuck, Todd, 22. bro! I fucking hate no, Todd,
2: but I just want to say, what a pivotal character for this this season. I love that move. He was just sort of there on the back burner, just like sort of stocking and the simmering. Slow clap. And he was the one that turned the tide of everybody to be like, we're cool with this. Mm-hmm. And he's actually excited about it. And then to, to have that up against Ryan with a little bit of a smirk, right, as oh, the last the shot, shot goes Ryan. away.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that kid's
0: straight. Great could turn capper. Over. So, yeah, uh, before we get too into the details, though, overall, yeah, thank you. let's, bring it, did let's you, bring it back. Let's bring it back to the Marvel flip. Talk about right at no, the top. No, I'm, of the I'm just top
1: uh, top. the only thing I didn't like about no, this no. episode is the long title. I don't know what they're doing here long in the last title. couple. It's apps.
0: Like three seconds long. All right. Why don't we talk overall about the season, though? What were your impressions? How do you feel about season three versus season two and season one? Justin, you've been extraordinarily positive about this. So where are you falling?
2: Yeah, we're falling. I love this season. I thought it came together super well and really just like landed on these ideas of like what it means to be like a real man and how we we as people and specifically focused on men inflict damage on each other across generations, um, making everyone's life worse over and over and over again. And it seems like an endless cycle. And it's perpetuated here in this season by... Butcher, in relation to Ryan, it feels like at the beginning of the season, he's protecting Ryan. is going to make him into a good person. And because of his issues, he, he throws that away and Ryan goes to Homelander, where he's going to become a much worse person. You see what? it with Butcher's relationship with his father, his brother, Homelander, connecting with Soldier Boy. Yeah. Uh, the way that M.M. is trying to like be a dad in his family. like For a show called The Boys to be about men being boys and damaged as boys and becoming men, I think it's just such a smart like way that it all came together without sort of us seeing it coming.
0: They should call the show Boys to Men. That's what I thought. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh,
1: That's a smart one with a two. Number two. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is. is Now who's singing? Now
2: who's singing on
0: this podcast? (laughs) We've all got on a journey this season. Go ahead, Pete.
1: No, but I think it is, it is you know, it's a very smart way to kind of hit us with that, this, this whole cycle of fathers and sons that we see all over the place and different realizations about how people were brought up and the kind of environment and the effect that it has. Um, yeah, I mean, you see poor Ryan go through it and what that's going to do to him is kind of all kind of revealed at the end. But uh, it's that's one of the great things about this show is just like the people are all just fucking such messes. You know, they're just from Ashley to just everybody from uh, Ashley to Ashley. Yeah. And only from Ashley, Ashley's Ashley, in between actually treated Ashley. And then was Ashley at the end. Uh, it was just, it was so much Ashley, but uh, you were asking for that all season long too. You're like, yeah. don't forget about second Ashley show. And she finally came back this episode. So you must be thrilled. I was happy, uh, you know, although I was heartbroken the way Ashley put Ashley in her place and then poor Ashley couldn't go on the helipad. Um, But well, on the other hand, Ashley
0: doesn't have any hair. So that's going on, too. That's true. Ashley's in trouble.
1: Great, Her wig looks great. Um, What a bright-sider you are. I am a bright-sider, but I really was impressed as far as the season is concerned. I kind of feel like this show is getting better and better every season. It's impressive to see characters grow and not kind of recess all the time and the different choices that they're making. Uh, The way kind of Butcher saved Huey, and as Huey said, in the shittiest way possible— was touching, and it was nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised with how smart this show is when it seems like all it's going to be is dumb shit. So it's a, it's, it's a hell of a ride and definitely <laughs> worth it. Well, I think what this show does well
0: that we've talked around a lot over the course of this podcast is it does the dumb shit so that they can sneak in the harder truths and the deeper meanings there. And the unfortunately, like we've also the deep, like we've talked about in this podcast as well, a lot of people, even three seasons in, are still totally missing the point. They see the dumb shit, they see Homelander, and they're like, Homelander's so cool, or Homelander, I've seen a lot of discussion in the past couple of days in particular about Homelander being like an anti-Superman or an anti-hero, and people responding to that being like, No, he's the villain. He's the bad guy of the show. He's not even an anti-hero. He's like straight up the villain. He is the ultimate toxic male here. And it's interesting that in this episode in particular, we get Soldier Boy pointing it out and being like, you're not toxic enough, buddy. Like, be more toxic. And that's ultimately, I think, what pushes him to the place that he gets to at the end of the episode, where he's seen Soldier Boy and he finally feels free to be like his dad. Uh, Getting back to something that you were saying earlier, Justin, though, that I think ties into this, this episode in particular had such a strong theme of, like you've been saying, fathers and sons, but also biological fathers versus the fathers that raise us and what the difference is there. And the boys, of course, like a lot of superhero shows, being this found family where you do have all these lost souls that have come together that don't need their abusive father figure and Butcher necessarily and honestly are probably better off without him in certain ways, but that seems to be something they'll be grappling with next season because now he's uh, going to die. So what does it mean that Butcher is not going to be there as well? And to take a bigger step back, uh, just to talk about the season overall, I do think this one found a, took a little while to find its footing just in terms of pace and tone and everything. Love how it ended up built really nicely over the course of it, but overall, I do think season two like was more even in terms mm. of its. You focus. just like the
1: giant fish scene. That's all.
0: No, I think the there whale. was just
1: more the like whale. It knew, Sorry, the whale. Not bad. Yeah,
0: it knew what it's doing. It, it knew what it's doing. <laughs> it knew what it was doing right from the very first episode last season, and here. Uh, When we've been talking back through it, I think they had a nice structure there and they really did build towards this conflict in Vought Tower. So it's still a really smart, really well done show. But it swerved a little bit before it really honed in on the toxic toxic masculinity father-son's thing that we got. Honestly, maybe even like the last five episodes or something like that, beyond the three-episode premiere.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think season two was a little bit more like thesis and then execution of thesis, and they Mm -hmm. did that really well. So it felt really like... Like, oh, we know what this is, and then we see it, and we love it, and that's it. And this season, I feel like it was just a little more coy about it. They put all the things on the table, and only later did you see it come together, which I know I was with you a little dubious about it, but I actually – I think this is my favorite season (laughs) just because of the sheer amount of things that are happening and how they're still able to really land these big ideas Because what I want to talk about as a counterpoint to what we, this toxic masculinity is Huey, Huey's arc this season. And we get this great moment that he has with Annie um, talking about the pizza Pizza rolls rolls monologue. Yeah. Talking about his dad and how he, his dad never fought for his mom and um, how Huey has the realization that his dad wasn't weak. He just didn't know what strength was. And I thought that was such a cool uh, conversation uh, in addition to all the great relationship stuff and then that, and then bounced off the moment later, Huey has the V 24 he's on, he's watching Annie face down and his whole thing has been like, I want to save her. I want to save her. And he is going to take it so he can rush in and save her. But instead he supports her. He finds a way to give her the power, let her save Shine. herself. And I thought that, Yeah, to shine. Exactly. Great. That's literally the metaphor. (laughs) Um, And I thought that was such a a better way of showing and not telling us what it means to be like a man is to be like you don't need to rush in and take charge and do run shit. You need to just be observant and support. Let other people shine when it's their turn to shine. I love that.
1: I also think you're missing one little point, though, Justin, is uh, pizza rolls are great. You know, I think that was a little bit missed by you, but mm-hmm. I agree with everything else you said. Pizza rolls are the Billy Joel of like- the season, I would say.
2: <laughs> wow. That's that's nice. God, uh, imagine combining those two. Oh, man. Come out, come
0: out, Totino's, don't let me wait. Wow. <laughs> What a nice little fragment. I'll keep, I'll keep working. <laughs> I didn't a, really have that else. was a little V24 sure.
2: of Billy Joel. Pepperoni Just a short little hit of Billy Joel. don't
0: make me wait. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say, uh, jumping off of that, is I think overall, one of the strongest aspects of this whole season was Huey and Annie's relationship. Multiple times they came to the brink of where other shows would have them break up and get back together. And they've even done that in previous seasons. But having... Even through everything that was going on, this more mature relationship where they talked to each other about stuff, they fought, but they moved on and they figured it out and realized about themselves what it meant and were honest with each other. Awesome. One of the most mature, well-executed relationships... I think I've ever seen on TV, and yeah, it, it, this is probably a weird tangent to go on, but not that this is necessarily like a teen show. But sometimes I watch teen shows, and they have all these like breakups and get back together, breakups and get back together, and I'm like, it. I, I think people are watching this and they're kind of taking it as an example of how a relationship should go. And in a weird way, this is a better example of how to do a relationship and how to talk to each other. Not that TV shows necessarily need to be instructive in that way, but it feels really refreshing to show that you can fight and you can move on. And that that's, is something that you can get over.
1: I, mean, I think that's a, that brings up a good point. Uh, people don't look to television and movie for how do uh, relationships work. You know what I mean? Like you mm. look for examples in real life, uh, you know, and don't don't rely on those things. Mm.
0: Oh, that's weird. Hmm. I, I, I've been watching, um, I don't know. I can't think of good example.
1: <laughs> 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 like, I mean,
2: the real example would be any other part of this show, The Boys, and be like, that's yes. where I get my relationship advice. Yeah, um, okay. Homelander
0: um, and Maeve, that's where I get my relationship advice from. There we go. That kind of works. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I thought the Huey Annie stuff was great. Like you guys said, the metaphor stuff was great. I love where they end. This season as well, with Annie giving up her uniform and realizing, yes, she is the show's sole actual superhero. She inspires people and she can do that by not being in the seven. So a lovely journey for her. Great journey for Huey as
1: well. But also I, just a good kind of check of mother's milk to be like, hey, that was beautiful. But you put trash in a bag first when you have a shoot. Because Mm -hmm. then it just goes loosely on the floor in the fucking basement. And somebody's got to pick that up and then put it in, you know, the proper thing. So if if it's in the proper receptacle, you know, you're being nicer to the person who's actually taking care of your trash. So, uh, you know, super important. It's very
2: fun. It's very fun to me that you love Mother's Milk the most, Pete, because of his anal uh, retentiveness. Like you aspire to that level of that.
1: Well, I I don't know about all that, but I think it's important to respect uh, others around you and the the roles that they provide and the things that they do, even if you don't uh, see them or or, uh, kind of interact with them. You know, know that that job is out there and you're making things worse for somebody is not a good way to live, even if you are trying to change and get better and give nice monologues. (laughs)
2: Season four, trash shoot operator shows up and we get to see how his life is Yeah, exactly,
1: let's get his two cents or hers Well, why don't we talk about
0: M.M. since we're touching on him already I'll throw this out here, I thought the moment of him getting to use the gas on Soldier Boy was great And really brought his arc full circle here On the other hand, I thought his conversation with his daughter at the end of the episode was a little easy
1: Oh, how dare you, how dare you Go ahead, Justin.
2: I, I was going to say, I agree with you. I, I thought, it, like, it, it sort of, I think Frenchie says it to him, like, just tell her the truth. Tell her that you're fucked up. Uh, that's good. And then he does, but it feels a little, the daughter's also, she's just not a, not enough of a character to really help him bring, close the loop on that. So it's really just him talking and, and then moving on she, from there. She
1: lets him off the hook a little bit. She sees... The mental toil that she's going through and nicely says, you're my hero. I was fucking bawling my eyes out at that part. And you guys were like, yeah, I don't know how accurate it is. I have kids, so I'm not going to fucking let this get easily wiped over. Like, I hey, OK, all right, we, we get it, guys. All we right? have we kids,
2: Pete. You have a trash shoot. That's why you got to talk about that. And we're talking about kids. <laughs>
0: Uh, Why don't we move on and talk about a kid then while I'm continuing to do these transitions and talk about Ryan, because that's a huge aspect of this episode. We get this whole familial line between Soldier Boy and Homelander and Ryan. We talked a little bit about that Ed moment, which is so alarming with him now able to fly, floating down, giving the sly smile. He seems to be enjoying it. I think we're going to get evil kid Homelander probably next season. You knew
1: he was evil right away because he had a... A little just bucket of balls, and he was just throwing them. You know, somebody could be out there raking their leaves and get hit the head with a baseball, living in a different country. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy is, he's reckless. Yeah. Well, what do you think about
0: this whole familial line thing between Soldier Boy, between Homelander, between Ryan? Because that's the big arc for them in this episode and arguably the whole season. Um, and
2: I want to say the series, especially with Ryan, like um, I we talked a lot about like, is Homelander going to die at the end of this? Um, and he, he clearly is not and was not ever. Um, but Ryan and Becca and uh, Butcher and Homelander, that feels like more of what this show is uh, orbiting around. And I think that's cool. And I also like the theme where Butcher's like, hey, they're not you're not you're not his dad. You're not his son. You don't know each other you're just share genes which like doesn't mean anything you're putting meaning on something that doesn't have meaning and it's fucking you up and that's true for ryan it's true for homelander less so for soldier boy because he just doesn't give a shit but um i think that's that's my takeaway from the ryan stuff
1: yeah that was the thing uh, to kind of touch a, a little bit on what you're saying is as far as the soldier boy uh, Homelander uh, relationship, it was like interesting to see Homelander kind of get excited about meeting his dad and putting this stuff on there and just to kind of realize like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit and I'm never going to be good enough for him or like I- I'm nothing to this guy, you know. Um, but I think it's interesting because the Ryan thing is this hope of, you know, like we could maybe not fuck up this kid. Um, And the kind of way Butcher kind of deals, sees Ryan and kind of deals with his own thing, the way Homelander does it. It's very interesting the way that's kind of done throughout this episode and so powerfully and well done. Well, I think there's – oh, I
0: I was just going to say there's some great work in particular from Carl Urban here, which is relatively subtle in the script in particular where he gets across – The fact, without them underlining it, without it stating out out loud, the fact that Butcher drove Ryan away to keep him safe several episodes back completely bites him in the ass in this finale. In the absolute worst way possible. And all of that comes through just to the way that Carl Urban is looking at Ryan the entire time. There's several moments like that in the episode, too, that aren't just that plot line, but like were butcher and mave lock eyes and they're like, oh, we gotta we gotta do this thing. We yeah, this, do this is thing. bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And all of those moments, I love that because in any other show, like we keep saying, like we keep bouncing around, they'd be like, this is very bad and we have to do something here. And instead it's all in the eyes, all looking at each other, but you know exactly what's going on. And it makes yeah. those moments of decision so much more powerful and so much worse.
2: Yeah, because I feel tense when they're looking at each other. I'm like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? They don't even know what they're going to do. They're just looking at each other. What are they going to do? And then Maeve gets to be the hero. And I'm like, of course Maeve's going to do it. She was worried that she wasn't a hero before. So, of course, she's going to be the hero. It's perfect. Like that is all through that eye contact. We get to experience along with them. But I want to say, like, I feel like another major theme is what is a dad? What makes a dad? And you have all these people are like, this is my dad. It's like you have no relationship with this person. And then you have M.M. being like, here's what it is. It's when you relate to the person, tell them the truth and have a connection Why by Butcher severing his connection with Ryan because he thinks it's the right thing to do when it's absolutely the wrong thing to do. Todd doesn't have a connection with M.M.'s daughter, but he's like thinks he's a better dad just because he lives in the same house. And meanwhile, he's like uh, being a fan of a sociopath, encouraging him to just kill people in the street. So it's just a lot of stuff on the table that, again, like you just said, Alex, isn't like laid out or explicitly
0: said, we just have to feel it as we're watching. Luckily, there is a podcast about the boys that people could check out for further information about what was going on in the episode. That's right. We're yeah. essential. It's called the boys after show from after show network.
1: Smart. Smart. What? That's but Speaking of to those play. looks, I really appreciated like the starlight and Maeve back and forth. Like, the communication there was so awesome and so well done. Uh, and as Justin said, the the tension of the nobody's talking, I don't know what's happening, was so awesome because they did. And to just to be able to kind of watch and see it all happen and then slowly kind of catch up to it was, was some really smart, cool, not only editing, but just kind of uh, uh, storyboarding and, and writing-wise. I will say that,
0: like we talked about before, Maeve was very much underserved by this season. I think all to lead up to her hero moment, like hold her in reserve for that. But it's such a good character. I'm glad she ended up with her girlfriend. We were talking about rep issues before. But if this is the last time we've seen her on the show, we've also gotten rid of, I think, the only LGBTQ plus character. So they got to do something different to the next season to compensate for that. Not that it's a one-to-one thing, but... It's a bummer to see her go if this is the end of her story. I do hope she gets to live happily ever after, one eye or not, but,
1: you know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I hope she goes with the pirate patch, too. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I agree. You
2: think, oh, I was thinking glass eye.
1: No, no. No, uh, I I would like to say when she pop said, it out <laughs> when she sees Huey that uh, that line she said was really funny the uh, raw dog me I'm a bottom was uh, was really if, funny I think it's if you
0: like to it's like you wear a neon sign that says raw dog me I'm a bottom right I agree yeah great
2: line Huey getting a lot of love a soldier boy saying where's the cum guzzler just as a casual quick question where is he great.
0: Well, question about Soldier Boy, which we've talked about a lot, and I think they certainly built him up here. But my impression from the season, but particularly with this episode, I was surprised he didn't have much of an arc here, an emotional arc at all. To me, it more felt like he was very even. He was a weapon. He was sort of almost the MacGuffin of the season that was driving the action along versus having an emotional arc himself, which I, I, I didn't
1: dislike necessarily it was just surprising to me but i also think that's also kind of why he was the villain is the fact that like he isn't changing he isn't evolving mm-hmm. like he gets unfrozen is a complete asshole that nobody can control and then they have to freeze him again you know the fact that he's stuck in this loop is because he's the one not evolving and changing and i think that's a cool thing to have in a show and to kind of like point out as the bad guy I mean, that whole part where he was smoking weed and talking about all the people he arrested for that was just so fucking insane and, like, uh, uh yeah. Yeah,
2: it feels like he has his uh, mentality or his life philosophy is hardened. Every other character at least has some potential to change or, like, even Homelander, he at least has, like, the weakness that he shows and all that. So, like... There's some redemption in in all of them, even if it's just the very littlest bit in Homelander. But he's just – Soldier Boy is just like, I don't give a shit about anything and I'm just here to do whatever the fuck
0: I want. Well, talking about a lack of redemption, let's talk about The Deep and A-Train because both of them <laughs> oh, shockingly feel like they hit even a lower point this episode. Yeah. Like they both tried so hard. The Deep – I mean he still sucks, but like he's lost – Everything. The, at this the point. last
1: shot of the deep yeah. was done so well. And I was so happy with like, th- instead of like just showing how sad you are by the way he shoved th- that like a- a cake into his mouth was just, it was such a great, a great idea and well executed. So the, funny. The,
2: the painting of he and Homelander behind him, yeah. watching his wife's memoir, talk about her memoir on TV. Like, and Atrien just, the deep, he doesn't even try. He just can't help but suck all the time. And I love watching him fall further every season. Atrean, on the other hand, was trying and just fails
1: now, and just
2: was- can't, yeah, can't get out of his own way.
1: It was so good. Uh, I I love the choices they made with A Train's friend of being like, "Yo, fuck you guys." It's his best brother. Yeah, just get the fuck out of here. You were, you know, like giving it to him straight, letting him know how fucked up and wrong he is, and you know the fact that you're going to kind of come around and say that I'm sorry. But I do hope that A Train does dedicate himself to trying to win his brother back and really try to get better because I think this is a good way of him to do that and to kindly uh, finally change. And I hope that's something we get to see moving forward. But man, I just loved how, where they left it and how they set it up.
2: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you uh, on that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I feel like where we, that is set up here that I'm curious how we think it's going to pay off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm glad that they're kind of doing this. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing of like a train, even not being straight with his brother to be like, yeah, I got a new heart. Everything's great. Like he didn't tell him whose heart it was or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, even that moment where he was like, did you kill him? And I thought maybe telling him, yes, I did would bring him some, joy or whatever but he was like no man this you know we needed this guy and, and that's smart and it's uh it's it really is a great example of how far a train is uh from the right path but um yeah i'm excited to see what what happens with him uh, oh go ahead justin
0: I was just going to say,
2: yeah, he can't even be honest at this point when he has nothing. His brother's literally telling him, like, I never want to see you again. He just can't come clean and can't put himself in a vulnerable place. And that makes him lose yet again.
0: Uh, What other characters do we need to talk about? I don't think we've talked about Frenchie and Kimiko yet. Pete, as our rom-com expert, you want to talk about the end of their storyline here?
1: Yeah, well, first off, you know, it's very interesting. I loved their their back and forth. I really also loved her kind of fighting for what she sees in Frenchie, you know what I mean, and who he really is, you know, and we kind of see him being a little bit of a fuck up and a little bit of switching uh, kind of back into his old habits. But the kind of sequence where she puts on the music and it does have another yeah. like song and dance number was really just so awesome. Just fun. She's a yeah, maniac. Just so much. <laughs> she is a maniac in all the right ways. And um, just them together is, is is so great. And the fact that like Frenchie's not taking shit from Butcher anymore was nice to see him speak up and like uh, for the team. I was really Happy to see them kind of all in the office, and then uh, Butcher kind of gets there. It was nice to see them uh, uh, coming together like that.
2: Yeah, the teams together in a way that we haven't really had. Uh, yeah, I think that's an interesting starting point, especially when. So, what do we have on the table for next season? We've got uh, Newman is going to be. I'm um, assuming. Yeah, going to be the uh, vice president. Mm-hmm. So she's fully working with Homelander to get that position. I thought it is interesting that last season was, uh-oh, Newman's the threat. Mm-hmm. And then this season, literally, we she's not on the radar at all. And then she drops in, like, uh-oh, Newman's the threat. So, like, weird that the sort of tease for next season was the same uh, over the past two
0: seasons. It is also interesting. I wonder what they're going to do there because it seems like... You know, we speculated that this season was going to be the season of Newman, but clearly it wasn't like you were saying, Justin, they're filming season four, I think, end of the summer or something like that. They're kicking it off. And it feels like the sort of thing, given that timing, it'll probably come out next fall in 2023. But I wonder, I wonder how much they're going to tie that into like whatever, the actual real world presidential election would be like, because like we talked about, they're so prescient about these things. So I wonder what themes they will deal with, how they will hit it, how close they will be, to whatever is happening in like fall 2023, again, assuming it comes out then, when we're probably just starting to kick things off I guess with the election um, yeah. and won't necessarily have a form or an idea there yet, but still lots of the of stuff for them to deal with uh, before we move on too much into speculation though, what other moments from the episode would you guys want to call out anything awesome. jump out to I you? wanted
1: to talk about Ashley a little bit as far mm-hmm. as yeah. not only the Ashley Ashley moment, which again was really lovely but the ashley doing the right thing and erasing the tape was really uh yeah right at the end i thought that was
2: nice i like that they gave her a character that we saw just become sort of the worst version of herself this season they give her just a little bit of a shine a little bit of hope right at the end um that she's not an absolute monster but I think she continues to be a rising star in the now Homelander-controlled Vought. Well,
1: it's an interesting kind of philosophy that this show is putting out there. It's like if you're going to be a monster, you're going to lose your hair, you know. So you got to stop being a monster, and then you can get your hair back, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Two things that I wanted to call out. One just funny little moment. There was
0: a scene where Soldier Boy comes out. He's pouring a Coke in a glass and it's all foam, which he takes a little sip of it. (laughs) I don't know. It made me laugh. And then the other thing, we mentioned this, but we didn't really talk about Black Noir's death scene or any of the stuff there. And I thought that was so well done. Homelander's speech about how he can see his face. Uh, I love that. Oh, my God.
1: So I can good. see through you.
0: Yeah. Like, the oh. cartoons coming out and saying he'll be with Christ soon and everything. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> cartoons.
0: Highly religious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, amazing. That whole thing was amazing and horrifying, so gross and so well done.
2: So they R&B. pulled it off, and the fact that he was walk when he first walked into Vought Tower and the, the animated animals are just like flanking him. Like, just really good. Um, the fact that they were able to make that work was crazy
1: yeah crazy yeah, really impressive the fact that that was seamlessly worked with all the madness
0: and we didn't really talk about as well the fact that butcher has 12 to 18 months to live which is a big deal how dangerous do you think he's going to get oh now that he God. has no time left
2: He's going to get loose. A man who's pretty loose with what he's up to. Um, I I don't know if that necessarily means next season is his last season. I think they could easily extend that. Seems like it. No, I think they can make that whatever. figure out a way
0: around it or something like that. Give him the V permanently and it heals him. Oh, man.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of options for our guy because, I mean, for a season where we thought there were going to be a lot of big changes – we didn't really lose the many characters, black noir and he may be back. Otherwise everything returned to almost a status quo, except for the, the big Ryan switchover. Um, so I thought that was interesting. It was such a satisfying watch when, by the end, not much had actually changed. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, we'll see. All right. Why don't we wrap this up and talk about who was best boy? Maybe both this episode. Oh, there was one more, one
2: one more thing I want to say, like, do you think that um Maeve jabbing Homelander in the ear will have some repercussions? I feel like maybe he will have a weakness there.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, like
2: some hearing loss. Yeah, because I feel like something has to change for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has to be some uh mark left on him from the It seemed this fight. like
1: when he was at that uh, co- uh rally with everybody, it seemed like his hearing and everything was fine. Uh but I, I wanted to point out another fun Maeve thing was his, her fuck off Smurfette line, even though it was, sounds mean, but the way she said it was very loving. And mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty neat. I just want to take a moment and tell you both to fuck off. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's nice. The, it means a
2: lot.
0: Just jumping off of that thing about his weakness. I do feel like, not that I want this show to end, but I do feel like we're getting to the point where they either need to head towards the end game or figure out what the next iteration of the show is. Because now that Homelander is unfettered, now that Butcher has a ticking clock on his life, where where do we go from there? Like, do we reset it every season where Homelander now has this new weakness and that holds him back and he almost goes totally crazy and takes over the United States? Or do we just go like whole hog and make it yeah, the thing that has been threatened happens next season. Now that Homelander sees that it's okay to kill people in public, he can do whatever he wants. He can take over the whole world if he wants. Like, is that the thing that we move into and take it to wild extremes? I think that would be terrifying but kind of amazing.
2: It feels to me, I mean, this show doesn't go half hog. It's a whole hog show. And uh, <laughs> I think that's where we're going to get. All right. Well, Yeah, I mean, they jump
1: right into the tip of a hog. I mean, you know, they, they get into it.
2: Yeah! Wow, <laughs> we'll Pete. Wow. I hadn't heard
0: you use that term. The old hog tip. Uh, who was, wow. Who is best boy this episode and this season, Pete? You want to take that one
1: first? Best I boy mean, this it's se- it's it's really hard uh, to say, but uh, I got to give it to Ashley. Uh, just really, really <laughs> which one? Amazing. Which one? Ashley or Ashley? The uh, second to Ashley. 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 Okay. okay. Wow. Um, but uh, for the season. I gotta say Starlight, I really mm. loved every little bit. Even the I told you so was fun. And uh, you know, it's impressive to see such a strong character, uh, kind of not only put up with Huey, but put up with all that uh and uh and do it do it right, man. It was really awesome. Justin, what about you?
2: I mean, I agree with Pete. I really love Starlight. Aaron Moriarty, uh, they, especially the the Huey Starlight relationship, like we talked about. But I want to give it up for Homelander and Anthony Starr for what he's done this season, playing this character that is like the like an uh, sociopathic villain, and he somehow uh, is able to portray him where he you still feel a little bit of sympathy for him uh, at different points because he has is such weakness that he can't help but show. Everyone, even the harder he tries to hide it, the more he shows it. And just a great performance overall.
0: I agree with both of you guys. It's hard to choose somebody else. I kind of lean towards A-Train just because I really liked his storyline a lot yeah, this season.
1: But I almost said that. I'm going gonna, I'm
0: gonna to give it up to Huey. I think he went to some really dark places this year. Like I mentioned, I really loved the Annie-Huey relationship. But I think the fact that he ultimately won out with his better angels and pushed through, it's a really great success story for him. And Jack Quaid always kills it. In every single episode. And folks, that is it for season three of The Boys. We'll definitely be back for season four whenever the spinoff comes out. We'll probably be back for that, too. And I I think there's going to be more diabolical as well, so we'll have to check that out, too. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show and all the shows, we do patreon.com slash comicbookclub. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7pm to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about The Boys. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show. Here at number four, The Boys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast. And Anymore, and until next time, keep smoking in the boys' room. I figured it out. Yeah. What I do at the end of the episode is I call oh, back. This is to you guys to the side. Yeah.
2: That out. makes sense. Yeah. Fuck your shield, bitch. <laughs> Bag your trash.